Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. No mistakes. Every gear change, every corner. Perfect. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Recording, no fuck up this time. Uh, I'm ready to go. I think I'm all set here. Uh, okay. uh, we are good. Wow, Bob, what a venue. Um, okay, guys, well, welcome <laughs> in. Uh, we're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. We're about to get potty proud. You're listening to the Analysis. Bob, what the fuck have you seen lately? I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm good. I'm happy. You know what? That's so you ever hear me give the England chant, England football? I'm England till I die. I'm England till I die. I know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm England till I die. Yeah, that one's a little less. You and Graham, Graham, who should be a celebrity. The one that you guys do that I like more is, We all live in a world of Harry Kane. A world of Harry Kane. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, it, it's all good. But uh, I um, I didn't realize that that uh, England chant had came from a uh, a Cockney humble beginning of a, a simple I'm happy song. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we're, of course, referencing Ford versus Ferrari out this weekend. Top of the Ford box office. Ford v. Ferrari. Yes. Top the, of box uh, o- Is it top of box office? Uh, according to Flickster. Hey, good for you, America. You fucking yeah. picked right this time. Yeah, a solid 96% graded Rotten Tomatoes film, top of the box. Uh, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, big star power. Uh, you got our boys, Steppenwolf, uh, Tracy Letts in there as, as hey. the deuce. Shout out. Shout out, Steppenwolf. Everybody drink. Um, Everybody drink. Uh, Matt Damon, my, my, my guy. My guy. Yeah. My boy. It's your boy. Um, Carol Shelby doing a nice job. What What were your... I, I like this movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Yeah. So my first impression was like I like a lot of race movies that come out. I I'm always surprised at how much I like these race movies. And there was a one They're that came out so a couple of years ago, Rush, that was done mm-hmm. by Ron Howard. Uh, Ron right? Howard, yeah, and it had Chris Hemsworth, and it was about this these these two old dueling. Um, what, what kind of cars were those? Formula One cars? Yeah, it's Formula One. It's this uh, Australian racer uh, who, for one season was kind of uh, competing with um, uh, the, uh, the Ferrari driver at the time. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say Anton Yeah, Senna, Mickey, Mickey Luma. Oh, yeah, Luma, uh, Luma yeah. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Anyway. Uh, M- Mickey yeah. Lauda. Mickey Lauda. Mickey Lauda, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, who had a horrific burn accident. So he was, like, top of the game. And Yeah, anyway, so one guy yeah. was out there, like, fucking chicks all the time, and the other guy had severe burns all over his body. Right. And if he wasn't just trying to bang chicks, he could have actually been a contender. Yeah, but, and uh, yeah, and it was just like rivalries and how rivalries help you elevate uh, elevate yourself to your best potential. And so Mickey Lauda gets really sad because the dude kind of fades away after he's reached what he considers to be a pinnacle. And he's like, "No, we've got a lot more to go." And yeah, um, the other, you know, and it's just when you don't have a rival. You, you yourself can't reach your fullest potential. That's kind of one of the things that movie was going for. And I really liked that movie, despite me having, like, giving zero fucks about racing. Like, I could care less. I actually go out of my way to avoid racing. I've been to Daytona, and I didn't even want to go see the racetrack. 
uh, and and uh, which but is surprising like, because what once you get someone to the racetrack, they're like, oh, I get it. It's like the vibration of the sound, which is what they talk about in Ford vs Ferrari. It's like, you, like, you, like his wife. She's like, she, she yeah. loves that vibration of the of a of a hearty engine, which is kind of sexy to hear her say. Um, yeah, that was pretty sexy. But but I've always kind of liked these movies, like even Talladega Nights, which is is obviously a farce but yeah. I, I thought that that one that like that movie was really fun days of thunder was a movie days i remember thunder, liking yeah, just, as a kid they, they always shoot them really well they, they get down they, they get down to like the tire level it gets it gets greasy it's dirty you really hear the engines revving and you feel it these are like yeah. perfect theater going movies you know what i mean yeah, yeah, very crowd pleasing, and 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 this one was 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 shot really well. And I guess where we'll start for me is that I think that they made it. And when I heard Ford versus Ferrari, I was like, oh, it's gonna be these two fucking companies. And you know, me and you are from Detroit, but I wouldn't consider either one of us car guys. Well, we're from Metro Detroit. We're from suburb land Detroit, but by no means are we eight mile motherfuckers. But uh, you know, I we're, I wouldn't consider myself a car guy. Maybe you a little bit more, but this no, movie was not really. I mean, my dad worked for Ford, and that's the reason we came over from England. But like, uh, I I read the book Go Like Hell, Ford, Ferrari, and their battle for speed and glory at Le Mans. Uh, I read this last year, just um, I don't know where research. I, you know, just a guy recommended it to me because I had mentioned you know about you know, the, my, my family's history with Ford. He's like, Oh, I just wrote this great book. I had no idea they were producing a movie. I, I assume based on this, I mean, it's the exact story and and go like hell is referenced in the movie when he holds up that card, like 7,000 RPMs, 7,000 RPMs, go like hell. Yeah. Uh, but the book was a great read. Um, it deals more with like, uh, it's less about Shelby and Ken Miles, and it's about the whole thing. Like you, you get a lot more Ferrari's perspective. You get a lot more about the drivers that were racing for Ferrari, uh, some of which were, um, uh, you know, like Italian motocross um, studs. Actually, the the guy that won the most trophies for them was British as well. Um, so it was just a lot of kind of uh, the best of the best, just switching back and forth during these four period four years of like Ford and Ferrari and. Uh, it wasn't just Ken Miles the whole time. Yeah, it also took like three years, not like one and a half. Oh, okay. So there was some. Better. There was yeah, some a, a uh, some liberties taken sure. because the yeah. Well, I you know also like the 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 it raises the stakes and creates urgency when you only have ninety days to complete the task. Yeah. Right? Well, so if the, you remember, in ninety days they fail. Um, yeah. And then the next year is when we kind is, of yeah. That's the when they get act. it back. That's true. Um, but for the first thing I really liked was that it wasn't on a corporation level, and, and it kind of started slow, and it was this paperwork, and it was the, we're going to go try to acquire Ferrari, and I was like, if that's the movie that we're going to be on, I was like, I, I actually kind of wasn't into the first quarter of the movie, but then when it really became about these two guys and the collaboration, it really became about about collaboration and the creative process, and when they got to actually building the car, I that's when the movie really took off for me. So w- when the movie became like that, it made it more universal to me. Because I really don't give a fuck, to be quite honest with you, about the Ford company and, and, and what they were able to acquire and, and the majesty of that company. But I, I, yeah. I really get into the creative process. 
And so I that's that's where the movie kind of started for me. And and I thought you were dead on with just the, the way that they shot the the racing scenes. They were really fluid, and, and, and you were able to tell very specifically what was happening in the race, and it was really engaging. It's also really fucking funny. I, I just... And, and and again, you've got Christian Bale, who a lot of people consider the best working actor right now. You've got Matt Damon, who kind of takes a backseat, no pun intended, to to Christian Bale. But like it's mm-hmm. they like I, I just thought just in general, I, I had a fucking blast and it's two and a half hours and it really flew by again. No pun intended. But like, yeah, it, it, it is kind of surprising the the length um when when you get out of there you're like oh wow it's already like it was like 1:30 for me i started at 10:30 um yeah i it was super fun i the thing about christian bale yeah considered the new daniel day lewis by some like the chameleon yeah um, and he disappears again for sure yeah but didn't didn't it feel a little like he was trying too hard I, the one thing for Whoa. me christian christian bale kind of stuck out for me a little bit where he he is British and he doesn't usually play British characters. And then he finally, you know, he does this Ken Miles, uh, some like a Cockney kind of accent, and he was like really leaning into it a bit too much. I I, I thought it was kind of like a, I got a little bit of like a like a Disney kind of cheesiness uh, in some really? of the scenes, especially like with him and his wife. And I I just thought he leaned into it a bit too much, which is so weird. Like it, I don't know, man. I thought he was the soul of the movie. I thought he was the heart of the movie, and and. I really bought into his relationship with his wife and especially his relationship with his son. And then just the the rapport between him and Damon was really nice too. The the Yeah. I thought that they had really great chemistry together. I No, I, they did for sure. I'm surprised that you say that. Uh it it just it feel it felt it stuck out a little bit. Uh it felt like um just it was just felt a little put on, which was surprising. Okay. Uh maybe again I this guy has built up so much respect for me that I uh, I probably am quicker to um, to buy into his performances. But uh, I really I thought he was great, and I thought he stole a lot of scenes personally. Yeah, I mean, whenever you get you know, it's like Tom Hardy and uh, Dunkirk, whatever. Just you know, just acting his ass off just from a cockpit. Uh, his stuff in the car was great. Um, the stuff with Matt, like you said, um, they had great chemistry. I. I guess it was just like the the at home scenes. I thought was a little too uh, ABC Family. Well, and that's kind of the part of the movie that I actually thought was dragging a little bit was the just the build up and and they did a and again maybe maybe the second half of the movie doesn't hit as hard if they don't set that scene well enough. But they they really did take a lot of liberty with the I mean the the, the scenes with like the the dude. Do, given the slideshow and like we gotta acquire this and then you're also building up there's three or there's three or four scenes with christian bale and his wife before it really gets into the racing stuff so i mean i don't know if they didn't do the table setting would i have invested as much in the character when when he's in the car but i i, I just I don't, I don't, in general did, i thought it moved pretty pretty well did you get much out of like i mean when like the wife starts screaming down the road and she's like, just don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And See, I actually wrote that down as a note that I liked because I've, I've had similar situations like that where you, you know what your, your significant other wants. It's counter to what you need in your life. So you kind of tell them what you think they want. Um, and it, and it creates conflict later where it's like, don't tell me what, don't, don't, 
hide what you think or feel just because you think it's going to make me happy because that doesn't make me happy. Yeah, that that was an example for me of like being too showy. Like uh, of uh, of instead of like hold like a real person tries to hold in their tears as opposed to an actor who's trying too hard blur- is like bl- blurting out you know sobbing. Okay, I thought that was like not not keeping the lid on. You the thought kettle. she it was, was like too that showy. Was a scene. Uh, that that their relationship. Okay. I, I thought it was a little unnecessary. Right. Um, th- how they leaned into it, and it was a little yeah too presentation. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, just kind of back to the uh. Back to the the core of the story, because I mean that relationship is pretty much like fourth string or fifth string in this movie. Yeah. Um. What What did you think? And their kid was pretty. Yeah, good that too. kid's been really blowing up too. By the way, that kid was in. He's in um, Honey Boy. He plays the young version of Shia LaBeouf in Honey Boy. He's in this. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's his breakout. Yeah. Sure. He's, so that that kid's kind of taken off now. Just yeah, supernatural. Noah Jupe. You know what I mean, like. The the issues I had with Christian Bale, where he was kind of like seen like chewing scenery, and this kid was just kind of sitting there, just like really in it. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I. Felt. So you're more into this kid than you are into Christian Bale. Okay, that's yeah, uh. You know. so. If you want to die in that hill, go ahead. Natural in a lot of the scenes. <laughs> but uh, I just and then and then you've got Tracy Letts and uh, playing Henry Ford the second in that whole you're Henry Ford number two you're not henry ford but i thought he was i thought he was really great in this i, I thought he kind of stole some scenes too mm-hmm. and i really like the yeah, scene where he's a big presence. he he's just exasperated after matt damon rips him around that track and he starts <laughs> he's it's, it like leads into tears but then the, they're kind of tears of joy and i wish my dad could have seen this and i, I don't know I, I i liked that moment it was in the trailer as well but it actually it, it hit pretty well when, when you actually see kind of because in the trailer it just cuts after he starts crying so to kind of to see the reaction afterwards i, I was i i just thought it, there was a lot of just really nice moments and then it gets sad and poignant and uh in general i i had a really nice time uh, I, I guess overall, I just preferred the the thrill aspect, like, like like that scene when he takes Henry Ford for a ride. Um, I what I took away from that was like you really felt the weight of the car. It's not just like some hollowed body that you know they've been like working on. It's like you can feel the weight of it and like the heaviness of the engine. Yeah, the power. Um, it was it was really cool to see like a regular guy who's not like you know a trained. Yeah. I mean you know Ken. Um, Carol Shelby isn't just a regular guy, but just to jump in in his street clothes and take this thing up to 200 miles an hour, you really felt the rush of that as opposed to, you know, uh, on the racetrack, it's just everyone's going that speed. Yeah, and then it's just uh, a nice I little moment. A you see the name that. on the steering wheel? I was born for this. And he's just freaking out the whole time. It's just a, And, and it's yeah. a nice moment because it, it gets him to sign off on uh, Miles driving the car. Right, because he's like, obviously, this can't be handled just by by any old person. That's going to be a good spokesperson for the company. Like, I need a, prof- I need the most professional person I can put in that car. So it it, it does well if with the storytelling. Wanted... Yeah, it does. Although in retrospect, uh, Ferrari. Well, I, 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 all right. So if, if Ferrari wasn't pushed the way that they were, would they have blown their engines like they did? Probably not. Um, and maybe they would have won, but had had the cars failed like they did it was pretty easy to have a one two three finish not necessarily because of ken miles but i think we're supposed to take away that he's the one that pushed them to the limit of breaking their cars whereas boards were able to last yeah. um and, and it's like that that half of a percent that really pushed him over the limit because everyone else is a pretty capable driver. what a weird race 
Yeah, 24 hours. You got to start uh, at the other I side mean, of the track and sprint into your car and you're trading drivers and shit. Yeah, had you ever heard no, of it before? No, again, I avoid racing at all costs, so I have no fucking idea what's happening in Europe or stateside even in, in terms of racing. It's definitely not as big a deal as it was, but like the Le Mans was the race. Like it was like bigger than Formula One, NASCAR. It, it was that was the big that was like, you know, the big showcase. That's how you sell sold cars like Ferraris. You won that. Uh, and, you know, people could see like the, the top of the line put to the test. Yeah. Um, in extreme conditions. And it was it was the, the most glorified victory, you know, before, you know, Anton Senna's winning Grand Prix. You had the Le Mans champions were the were the slippers. That's interesting. That that's really interesting. And and I think that the director James Mangold did a did a really nice job just with the the, the era and giving you a little bit of that perspective. I think just using actual footage. What the kid was watching the, the race on TV and they used actual footage. That was that was a, a smart, obvious but smart cho- uh, choice. I just think in general, it's just. Dude, they don't make movies like this anymore. Like, it's a $100 million know, budget, yeah. right? Like, that's $100 million. $100 million. It, It's like something that, like, Steve McQueen would have started. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just like, like a modern-day, you know, like, bullet. Just like like a, a fun kind of racing movie about cars. And, like, you got all these, like, every shot's got, like, sexy cars in, like, a garage. People working on engines. Yeah. And, like, it's very very manly yeah but you know like uh, just a hundred million dollar budget to to tell just a straightforward but affecting story that doesn't have superheroes and doesn't have sequel promises or it's not a reboot like that just shit doesn't happen so it was it was nice to see um i actually watched two movies today and both of them were just it was just refreshing it was just straightforward storytelling and refreshing ip yeah yeah as opposed to um yeah captive audience that is going in with overly high expectations and mm-hmm. really gets disappointed because. Uh, so this this director did Logan, your boy Taylor Bernan's favorite movie. He's done he's done some good <laughs> uh, stuff. I don't I don't really know James Mangold all that well. He's not a name that jumps off the uh, when I see it on a poster or anything. But he's done uh, he's he's done Logan, Walk the Line. He he he's had some good movies in here. Yeah, those are solid. I, I wouldn't have been able to name Wolverine, those. Wolverine, uh, yeah. He gave me his name. 310 to Yuma. Oh, he did Wolverine and... Uh, Identity. Logan. Logan's great. I remember really liking Identity. Copland. So, yeah, I mean, there's some... A girl Interrupted. I mean, this dude's this dude's for real, and, and definitely mm-hmm. not a guy that me and you are like, oh, James Mangold's got a new project coming out, you know? Uh, Yeah, so Ford vs. Ferrari, a.k.a. Go Like Hell, um... Highly recommend. Do you think it needs to be seen in IMAX? Did you, I, mean, I saw it in IMAX? just a straight up theater. Yeah, me too. Um, although having seen it, I'm like, man, I bet this is like those wide like shots of the the racing scenes would be nice to check out in that yeah. format, especially when they go super uh-huh. wide like that. Yeah, I could see where that would be pretty um, affecting. That'd be pretty fun. I mean, if it's not like twenty dollars more, it, it it won't be an IMAX for long. I it's. Yeah, I feel like there's something else going to come up alongside it, but uh, I I would have, um, yeah, it's probably it's it's probably worth it for the the sound and the feel of the racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quick shout out to Yez Butterworth, the the 
screenplay. He he's a playwright for theater stuff. So it was nice to see some some theater nerds like Tracy Letts from Steppenwolf, and then Yes Butterworth. He just won for The Ferryman. He won the Tony, and he also uh, wrote Jerusalem, oh, cool. which is a play that I really yeah. like. So uh, theater, some theater nerds getting in there as well. Just bunch of very, love very, very positive day uh so what else did you see today jojo yeah i rabbit. saw jojo rabbit so you... briefly uh thumbs up for thumbs up for me I, i'm excited for you to see yeah. it so we can chat about it yeah i gotta get on that that's that that and parasite are probably yeah i gotta see parasite too marriage story yeah i had a tough i had a tough uh tough day yesterday a family member passed and I had just all these vacation days, and, and I, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm to, to put myself in a good mood, I'm going to do what I love to do and, and go check out some movies. So I just took the day today and, and had a had a me day and went and checked out uh, Jojo Rabbit and Ford vs. Ferrari. Had a, had a little respite in between the two, but watched them both. Great uh, great double header. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, I know um, you're a fan of the I double love... header. What was your ultimate double yeah. header? What was, the, what was the greatest one that you ever had? Uh, I believe it was, well, we never really nailed it, but, uh, my favorite, I guess, has to be because I, I think we saw Pirates of the Caribbean, like, two? Oh, no, no, it was Sherlock Holmes, the Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, Sherlock Holmes won, and we saw Up in the Air, too. Yeah, great day. Uh, yeah, that, so you got a solid, like, popcorn flick. You finish it off with, uh, just an all-timer, uh, a really nice kind of, like, intellectual George Clooney. Yeah, I guess both of these uh, were popcorn, and- but still a good day. Ah, uh, Jojo Rabbit's a bit more kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you you got you got a popcorn thriller race racer, and then you got a little uh, comedy uh, mind expanding, um, sort of in uh, you know intellectually indie yeah. film. Um, but anyway, uh, well, yeah, so take you know self care, you know, staying at home, having a night in. Um, I can relate to that, and that brings us to our give it a stream. Give it a stream. Uh, so what movies uh, do we recommend the people to stream here? Yeah, I'm gonna stream it. Uh, get 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 extra streamy, extra streaming, creamy, creamy sign- goodness. You want you want to get Brian Cranston to sign your yeah, stream? Yeah, Brian, come sign my stream. <laughs> That's such an inside <laughs> joke between me and you. No one will ever get. <laughs> so let's ex- let's Greg explain that something. inside joke real quick to the people. So yeah, last sure, year I I went to New York. Uh, to see Brian Cranston in Network, the play, and uh, decided to stage door afterwards to get him to sign my bill. Uh, I just wanted to talk to him. You guys have heard me maybe in another episode talk about when I met Brian Cranston, but told him told him how much I appreciate him. But uh, Hayes's joke was uh, get him to sign, <laughs> get him take a piss and get him to sign your stream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we got there. I have no clue. I can't remember. But just the image but of me like... pulling my dick out on the side of the street. Well, no, I think I think it's because you you were waiting so oh, long. I had to piss. You, probably, you, you had to piss the entire time you're in line. So like when when Brian Creston finally comes to the door, you just gotta let it go. We're like just sign this. Can you sign, sign my this. stream? <laughs> you sign this. And then having him with the marker, just the the image of him getting. <laughs> down on his knee with that marker just yeah, waving it in the piss <laughs> hey everything's digital now bob you don't need a physical signature as long as you have that video <laughs> <laughs> brian cranston signed my stream oh it's so dumb so anyway give it a stream uh um i just got out of streaming um peanut butter falcon, peanut butter falcon. you've already seen yeah 
Hey, motherfuckers! Shia LaBeouf having a moment. We'll get to Honey Boy when we see yeah. it later. But Noah uh, Jupe. Part one here. Uh, I I really like this one. I um kind of put it off for a little while and I let it go to streaming. Um, yeah, didn't reason, weren't you but, talking uh, to me about Peanut Butter Falcon a while ago? I know my brother. My brother yeah, recommended well, it to me. It popped up on like uh, you know, it just popped out as like you know a highly graded Rotten Tomatoes thing in theaters. Um, I was like, oh, I should go see that. Looks good. Trailer looks good. And then uh, just kind of forgot about yeah. it. Um, but saw it tonight. You know, you had seen it, so uh, added um, incentive. And uh, I thought it was great. I especially loved when uh, Dakota Johnson kind of joins mm-hmm. them uh, towards like the final third of the movie. You know, of of um, uh, fucking. Uh, What's it? The Grey's, uh, what's that Grey movie? Um, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, fi- f- yeah, of Fifty Shades fame, you yeah. know, whatever. But two uh, actors that I, about six years ago I would have, if you would have said we're gonna watch a movie with these two people in it together, I would have said go to hell. I have no interest. Fuck no, yeah. And right. I'm, I was wrong. Shia LaBeouf's a talented dude, man, and I'm really excited for Honey yeah. Boy, and uh, he, it, but. Is he the new McConaughey? He might be the new McConaughey. We're always looking for the next one. I think it might be. Didn't, it might be Patterson too, though. Like it might be Patterson. We'll get to Patterson when we get to the King. But yeah. Um, well, this movie reminded me of Mud. Yes, definitely. It it was yeah, and it, it and I, I saw it. Very Louisiana, very uh, Huckleberry Finn. Although this one definitely more so. Instead, but instead of N word Jim, we have this yeah uh, R word yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And well, they're actually they're actually on a raft floating down the river too. Yeah, uh, Def, definitely a modern day telling of uh, Huck Finn, which uh, just doesn't that don't you like have to sit back and be like, man, God, this this guy was just a genius. He he's he's creating these stories that have like been told over mm-hmm. and over again and withstand the test of time. You know, Mark Mark Twain, obviously, and this it, it's cool when. You, you can't see it in the moment, at, you know, people that were around that time. He actually, he also wrote, uh, or he uh, published uh, Ulysses S. Grant memoirs. Um, it, it's just so cool when these these stories that are fairly simple, and and you're forced to read them in elementary mm-hmm. school, and you're like, yeah, whatever, Moby, Moby Dick, uh, Huckleberry Friend, yeah, who cares? And then just you're like, as you get older, you realize how important they are. You must have been in the advanced class, because they, they made me read fucking Dr. Seuss and... I think the, the most advanced I ever got was who who was holding the what was that Catcher in the Rye? Yeah, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, uh, I read uh, one uh, flu or the Cuckoo's Nest. Let's see, one um, flew the Cuckoo's Nest. But anyway, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, it was. I th- th- I thought this movie was was really well done, and and you know I uh, um, had a girlfriend, and and she had a, a brother who was special needs, and and I, rem- I always remember her her stepdad just. There was a, there's a really good moment in this movie where they're on the raft, they're floating down, and she's she's kind of adulting him, and she's like, "Hey, you need you, yeah. your blood sugar? No, you need to eat this. I've got a piece of this in my in my purse." And, and he makes uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf makes him put his head underwater, and he goes, "Hey, you know, he's oh he can he can he's okay. He's been making it all this time without you." He knows what he needs. He knows what he wants. When you treat him like that, you're treating him like he's retarded. You're not calling him yeah, retarded like, directly, like, but you're treating you're not, him like it. Right. And yeah, why why do you got tre- why do you got to treat him like a retard? Yeah. He's like, excuse me, I'm a trained professional. No, no, you may not say the word, but you're treating him the same. Yeah. yeah. And that that was a that great was a, that was a, a, a great right? moment really in this it. movie. And uh, I think 
um, you know, there was just that was that was just a conversation that um, you know, this her her stepdad would have to, to to some members of the family where it was like you don't need to tuck him into bed at night. Like he he's okay. Like he yeah. you don't when you treat them like that, then they're going to like go into that state of mind. But he's actually like really capable of doing a lot of things on his own. Um, and so I actually text that, uh, I text her stepdad and I said, Hey, like, I think you should watch this movie. I think this is something that you'd, uh, you'd appreciate. Um, but just, but just in general, I, I thought it, it handled, it handled all that with, with, a, with a sweetness and, uh, it, and, and the actor, the actor who played the, the young man, I thought was actually mm-hmm. a just really compelling, <laughs> uh, performer. Well, if that isn't the young man, yeah. um, I, and, and also Thomas Hayden Church, Having a nice little comeback here with divorce and now this. Yeah. Um, I I, lo- I love that guy, man. I think he's the great. one criticism I have of the movie is is how unrealistic the actual wrestling match that Peanut Butter Falcon gets in at the end. Like the guy's like, "Screw you! I take this serious," and he just starts beating down this uh, this Down syndrome kid. I just was like, yeah. yeah but what, wasn't it funny when he did, when he does the atomic slam? Is like, and, and Thomas Hayden's like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah, and then this kid it's like does it because he's strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they do build that yeah. up. I just I thought that was hilarious. I actually thought he was gonna toss him out of the ring In, and into the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, not to be. Yeah, they also had a nice little suspense element there with the with the dudes running him down and and even that shotgun scene and buckshot and all that stuff. It was it was just a really uh, simple but sweet but uh, effective story. So, um, Mo- modern day Huck Finn with you know a little bit of humor, a little bit of sweetness, um, some humanity. Um, yeah, it was great. I, uh, hour and a half. Yeah, um, get in, you get out. Abs- a- absolutely, give it a stream, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, don't don't let it pass you by. I, I think it highly peanut butter falcon. My favorite line in the movie is Bruce Dern helping him break out of that little uh, home that uh-huh. they're in, and he says, "Old folks, yeah, home. old folks home." And he says, uh, "You're my friend. I'm gonna invite you to my birthday party." And Bruce Dern says, "I'll absolutely make that birthday party, and thank you for calling me your friend, because friends are the family you get to choose." And Matt Hayes, you're my family that I get to choose. Oh man, I I I wouldn't be at any other birthday. Party. Yeah, you can come to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't beat me. The... Don't beat me while I'm indisposed. Oh, this I'll this beat up. I'll beat up your legs while you're uh, boning down some shit. <laughs> Shout out to NBC. Um, I wasn't it funny where it's like I want you to tell say the evilest meanest thing you can think of, and then he finally is like, "You're not invited to my yeah, birthday yeah. party." <laughs> I loved I loved the rule number one. What's rule number one? Party. Don't slow me down. Oh, oh yeah, party. <laughs> no, damn it. No, it's no, not party. No, no party. Uh, slow me down. No. We'll get there. We'll get there. But then uh, they change it. All right, well, rule that, number one does become party. Anyway, I'll shut up. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, lots to say about the movie. It's a lot of fun. Give it a watch. Uh, number two on Netflix. You can stream it whenever you want. The King. The King. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Robin Pattinson, uh, Joel Edgerton as uh, kind of co-writer on this one as Falstaff. So this is uh, Henry the uh, Fourth uh, and Henry the Fifth parts one and two. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, yep. uh, all condensed into about two hours. So it's it's three massive histories. From the way I prefer my Shakespeare and, abridged. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like my Shakespeare like I like my river crossings. A bridge. A bridge. There you go. Um, there we go. Um, no, uh, I I thought it was pretty good. People are kind of dogging on it, like like they kind of like they shit on um, Chris Pine's uh, Netflix uh, Sword in the Stone thing, um, whatever that was called. Uh, but but I thought this was better than I. One. I thought it was good. I originally had heard that Chalamet might be one of the dark horses for best actor when this movie was first kind of being released in the film festival circuit. But I I don't think so. It definitely has an. It's definitely Oscar buzz. Where it's definitely like Oscar yes. bait. If it wasn't just tossed up on a streamer. Well, normally um, if you play someone with a crown, you're you're in contention. Yeah. Exactly, a period piece, Crown, Timothy Chalamet. He only does Oscar bait stuff. Um, definitely, yeah, you you would have got pretty good odds, I think. You mean Leo ago. Jr.? Um, this yeah, is definitely yeah, the exactly. Chalamet's uh, Man in the Iron Mask. This is his cos- this is his costume movie uh, mm-hmm. in his path to become Leo Jr. Oh, I'd just love to do a costume Cost- drama. Costume drama. Gentlemen to bed, for we leave it first light. Um, I liked, so, the, um, how do you feel about, like, the, the, the meta nature of, um, so, the St. Crispin's Day, the famous speech, uh, once more into the breach, dear friends, once more, mm-hmm. uh, hole up the, our walls with our English dead, and then, uh, so he gets there, and he's like, I bet you all want me to make a speech, well, I only have this to say, and it's not really a speech, but, go forth for England. Yeah, you, you know, are England! You that you are yeah. England, yeah. So they kind of don't do the speech while doing one, um, which I thought was like I I guess if you you can't do it word for word if if nothing so far has been yeah you know from the actual text. So I I, I get that it just it irked me a little bit I guess, but I I think they handled it fairly so, well. So especially the way they shot. The I thought that the speech was uh, total dud. Uh, I it just, yeah. it did not have just any time you're on a horse you're mounted on a horse or unmounting yourself from a horse to 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 give a speech you you go you go braveheart or you don't do it at all in my opinion yeah Uh, so they 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 kind of have yeah they they, they kind of cut they kind of they didn't go for it and i i thought it was unaffected that way uh i really liked edgerton in this i think i think he wins this movie and he's a cool dude and and one of my favorite scenes was when the king was acting all petulant and he's not getting the type of advice from was it Falstaff like uh, Falstaff Falstaff is, Falstaff is uh, the Joel Edgerton yeah and role. so he's not getting the advice from Falstaff and and so he's like I'll disembowel you and he's like you're not that man and he's like I'll do this and and anyone that uh, disobeys my order will have their tongue cut out and they're ouch gouged and he's like you're not that man and 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 he really becomes this. Uh, the 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 moral compass of this movie um i i just i really liked his his general energy and and what he like when you you just knew who that character was when you first saw him on screen like the first scene when when they're when they're hanging out you're like oh i know this dude you know and i also loved when he said he knew it was gonna rain because his his knee was aching and you know i've got the bum Mm -hmm. knee so i i i I related to that 
But this movie is definitely a slow burn too. It's not like you, you don't think that you're going to be in battle all all the time, and it's going to be Game yeah. of Thrones uh, from from wall to wall. It's it's very slow moving, and it's very you know meticulous with he gets this ball and he gets this present, which is supposed to be uh, uh, an insult, and it like this like the rise to power, and like he's got to wait for his dad to die, or he doesn't want the throne, and you know, it takes a while for them to get on the move in this movie, so. I did like how they set that up with like the 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 ball, like the little jabs and uh-huh. jibes, and they kind of set up like um, the 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 puppet strings. Yes, how, how they were they were kind of he's goaded into this um, this journey, this quest. Yeah, I, I liked how they set that up. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah. and then the, the the twist at the end is is effective, mm-hmm. or, or, or the tur- the turn. I did, and you know that the the French queen that uh, that gives him that tip off yeah. is Johnny Depp's kid. Yeah, babe. That's oh, Lily really? Rose Depp. Oh man! So, what a weird last yeah. name. Yeah, Lily Rose Depp. Mm-hmm. What I always, um, I thought the battle scenes were pretty cool in this movie, though. I will say, I, I always am just shocked that these horses don't actually get hurt in real life. Like, how I the know. fuck do they do yeah. that? Yeah. How do they train him to like rear up and then yeah, fall and then they on. like collapse and you just like, fake stab it with a sword and shit? I'm like, oh my god. Um, the, the, the fact that the battle was so close, it wasn't a glamorous knife, knife fight or sword battle. It was like mud and heavy armor and people getting drowned and like, just like, you're so close that you can't possibly inflict a devastating blow. You just have to kind of strangle it. But that's also the part that makes this so unrealistic to me as well is because there's no way Chalamet is this big of a badass. Like he's like. He's like yeah. 140 pounds out there, and you're telling me he's won like so he's won like bad. nine different hand-to-hand combat battles, and then he walks out there as the king and is able to just ice everybody out. I'm like, no way, this kid's rocking this much ass. Um, I kind of I kind of bought it because he was fast and small and and you know low center of gravity. He was like the he was like a Lionel Messi out there. He had his, his little he had his little knife, and he was like jabbing people up through their heavy yeah that guy's good in space Um, right you get Lionel Messi in a in a rugby scrum I I don't think it's gonna be the same thing (laughs) yeah that's true uh or Maradona whatever whatever it is Uh um I thought he he was kind of hard to catch because he's small and 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 quick and that that was the whole point they kind of donned all their armor and then, and the uh, the English longbow that's uh the the famous battle where they were shown their their prowess as uh I mean, you, you you had barely any knights. It was all flanked by longbowmen, and they won the fight uh, uh, by massive gains. I I mean, the, it's impossible to uh, accurately predict the actual numbers, but something like the uh, English had like an uh, army of five thousand. They lost like six hundred men. Uh, f- French had like up to thirty five thousand uh, were Jeez, uh, some yeah. estimates, and they they lost twelve thousand. That 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 was crazy numbers. Um, I, so you know where the middle finger comes from? So in England, uh, you hold up your two fingers. And so that uh, that was um, – it's because when the French would capture longbowmen, they would cut off their uh, two fingers so they wouldn't be able to pull the bow. Oh. So they, the English would, like, flash their two fingers, like, hey, I can I still have my fingers. And then the Americans just adopted the middle finger. Ah. Fun fact. Hey, this means I can still fucking shoot you in the eye, bitch. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the French, what do you think of your best friend Patterson's French accent? 
Uh, it was really silly, but funny, and I, I could, I, I welcomed the levity. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was a little strange, and, and like I said, every silly, time you do an uh, accent, people have a strong opinion on it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it because he was kind of like this eccentric weirdo character. Um, obviously, it wasn't the best accent. Although I, it didn't really string me up as much as maybe I would have. Okay. Yeah, I think we're also just rooting for Pattison, so we'll give him a pass. I, I didn't think, you know, I've yeah. done a French accent in a play, Matt. I've studied the French accent, so uh, you know, I, I saw some so discrepancies. You're your yeah. Or heard some discrepancies, but no, it was it was fine. Like like what. Like when our friend Nan was uh, critiquing the Chinese accent of uh, Aquatina. Yeah, Nan actually speaks Chinese, though, so. Yeah. I just listened to a couple of audio tapes and, and considered myself an expert. But, uh, no, I thought, it was, I thought it was fine. It was fun. Um, I thought that he, he was definitely a, a, a welcomed part of that movie, and I, I, loved, I loved his undoing at the end. Just can't even get on his own feet in the mud. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he, and then Shami just waves over it's, some guys, yeah, just like nine different like wires. Did it have like a South Park moment yeah. to you, where it's like, uh, okay, you fucking asshole, we're gonna do this right now, you little stand Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah that's what they were going for. I could I could have some Randy burps. I could I could picture the uh, the director of this movie going, "Okay, Timothy, Robert, this is what we're going for." Have you seen the episode of South Park titled <laughs> "The Winning Edge," where the guy really thinks he's going to win this? Then <laughs> he's oh darsh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's what Pattinson reminded me yeah. of that guy. Anyway, the. Lo- the losing edge. All right. Um, well, that, that should wrap us up. Two, two good streamers. Yeah, by the way, um, real quick, guess... real quick. The uh, cinematographer, c- cinematographer for this movie, The King, same guy as True Detective Season 1, your favorite show of all time. So No way. Yeah, is that right? Same dude. Man. Um, I always attribute the success of that season to um, Fukunawa, but uh, I always forget about his DP. A little cinematographer there. He's making moves. So, anyway, that's all. Man. Surprised we didn't have any extended uh, one shots, or maybe we did. We didn't. Surprised there wasn't just McConaughey making a, a scarecrow out of a beer can. So I mean, I I like the King, but I I'm an English turd, as you like to say. So I, I I'm I'm kind of hesitant to recommend it. Uh, I guess for any Shakespeare. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody. I think most common film people or most common moviegoers would would be bored by this movie. Yeah, Joe Sixpack. Uh, Probably won't, but uh, Peanut Butter Falcon um, could be a snoozer to some, but I think it's yeah, me as well. Uh, not not everyone's into Peanut Butter Falcon. But, uh, I I definitely like that one. Yeah, I like that one as I like that one. Um, uh, and then of course uh, Ford vs Ferrari. Give uh, definitely recommend that. Yeah, and uh, we'll yeah. we'll sign off yeah. there. Let's uh let's do it this the the classic Matt Damon way when he's watching the the cars drive and he goes wait for it. Wait for it. For it. Now. Now. We'll end now. N- now. All right. Now. Well, that's now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye. Bye.
So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights stay out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. 